Hello, it's Maron here. A few quick updates for you. Well, I've been quiet for a long time, I know, on the podcasting front, but actually, I've been quite active. Last year, I created a new project. It's called Subvert, S-U-B-V-R-T dot org. It's a newsletter and website with almost 70 articles and growing. And the goal of it is to empower everyday people to do activism that gets results. There are how-to guides on growing your supporters, lobbying, creative protest, as well as case studies and commentary. And of course, interviews with people on the cutting edge of activism to learn from their mistakes and their successes. And the main output of it all is a free weekly newsletter. So please go ahead and sign up. It's again, www.subvrt.org, subvert.org. So regarding this podcast, of course, it used to be called Theta Project, and now I'm going to rename it. I'm going to call it the Subvert Podcast. There's a backlog of interviews that I'm going to be putting out, and all of those interviews are evergreen, and I think you'll find they're more relevant than ever. And of course, there will be some new stuff coming out as well. The first of these interviews is one I did with Chris Smalls. Chris is known today as the man who took on Amazon and won. He's the leader of the first successful union drive in Amazon's history, and he's inspired workers the world over. He's campaigned with Bernie Sanders, he's been to the White House, and he's been all over legacy media spreading the good word. In a piece on him earlier this year, Time magazine asked, is Chris Smalls the future of Labour? But back when I spoke to him in May 2020 in a live show for the political movement DM25, Chris was the ex-Amazon employee who exposed the corporation's unsafe practices on COVID. He was just starting to organise against the company. Now, I think this interview is especially interesting given Chris's meteoric rise since it was recorded. It offers a look inside the mind of a real David to a corporate Goliath, someone who took on a problem and flipped it into an opportunity. I hope you'll enjoy it. Good to be back. Let's get to it. Today is International Workers' Day. So I'm very happy to be chatting with someone who's on the front line fighting for workers' rights. His name is Chris Smalls, and his target is the retail giant Amazon. With so many people stuck at home due to the coronavirus crisis, Amazon's profits have exploded. I just read that it's $4 billion in the last quarter that these guys made alone. Chris used to be an assistant warehouse manager for Amazon in New York. In March, he found that Amazon was failing to provide adequate protection for its employees against the virus. And he also found that they were hiding a growing number of cases of COVID in warehouses. The company subsequently fired Chris, which is why I said he used to be an assistant warehouse manager. I'll just say that Amazon seems to have messed with the wrong person here, though, because Chris is not going quietly. Since then, Chris has been at the center of a growing movement of frontline workers at corporations that offer home delivery, who say that their companies are also failing to protect them. Companies like Walmart, Whole Foods, and others. He's organizing a walkout and boycott today. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here with y'all. Great to talk to you. Why don't you just put us in the picture? Tell us about the conditions at Amazon that led to you taking the actions that you did. Absolutely. Well, uh, the beginning of March, we had no we had no cleaning supplies. Um, the cleaning supplies were scarce. No PPE, no facial mask, uh, not the right type of gloves provided to uh, protect your skin. Um, the workers, my employees around me, in a domino effect, were beginning to fall ill. Some of them were dizzy, couldn't finish a ten-hour work shift. Some of them were fatigued. 
some of them were vomiting at their workstations. Um, we were cleaning it up and we would put somebody back on that same workstation. Um, these are just some of the things I seen um, in the beginning of March. Uh, we were still on top of each other. There was no safety guidelines being impl implemented. We were still throwing parties in the middle of March. We had parties with DJs and popcorn machines. Um, it was very alarming. Um, I was trying to raise our concerns because I knew something was very wrong. And that's exactly what I did. So didn't you have a colleague that fell ill with the virus and you asked her to go home? And what was the response of the company? And tell me a little bit about the testing protocol that you believe to be unsafe in Amazon. Absolutely. So I took some time off from work to protect myself. I took the unpaid policy that they offer um, for a number of days. When I returned back to work on March 24th, my colleague, who is a soft, uh, supervisor as well, same department, we work on the same floor together. Um, she was sick. Her eyes were bloodshot. Um, she told me out of my own mouth that she was sick. She told me that she went for testing the night before. Um, we all know you don't get the test unless you have severe symptoms here in the States, uh, especially in New York. So I suggested that she go home. She's my friend. She listened to me. She went home. The policy for Amazon is that you're allowed to come to work sick as a dog um, until they receive physical documentation from the doctors um, that you tested positive, which could take a number of days, sometimes weeks to get. So that allowed her to expose not only to myself, but to my employees. She was exposed to my employees for 10 hours a day, multiple days in a row. Um, so that's what happened uh, when I seen her that day. She was in the building positive. When I sent her home, we had a conversation for about five minutes. Two hours later, we have our manager's meeting. We have something every day, a uh, daily sync meeting. And we learned that we had a uh, associate on March 11 who tested positive. Uh, Queens, New York, week prior, had the same situation. They had a positive case. They shut the building down. They sent everybody home with pay. They sanitized the building. Everybody came back to work. I was expecting Staten Island, New York, to do the same thing. We're only 20 minutes away. I said, okay, management, what are we doing? They said, don't tell the employees. Uh, we don't want to cause a panic. We're going to the individuals on that side of the building where that associate last worked. Uh, that was my last time working for Amazon. Sorry, I, I, let, let me just let me just pause for a second. So they, mm -hmm. so one of your colleagues tested positive, and the manager said, "Don't tell anybody. Let's keep it quiet." Yes, absolutely. They said, "Don't tell the employees. We don't want to cause a panic. Um, we're going to the individuals." Um, how do you narrow that down? Beats me. Um, you know, we don't know how long this associate had it. We don't know where he got it from. Um, that was my whole thing. Didn't make sense to me. Still does until this day. That's why that was the last day that I actually worked for Amazon. I left the building that day. I sent out emails to the health department, the CDC, the state government of New York to close the building down, get it quarantined. Um, but I didn't get no response. Uh, New York was the epics in it. Um, so these departments are overwhelmed right now. So I returned back to the building every day that week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, March 28th. Um, I returned back, sat in the cafeteria for eight hours a day, off the clock on my own free will, um, telling the employees um, the truth that management didn't want to tell them, telling them that they possibly been exposed to somebody who tested positive. Uh, we need to voice our concerns. So every day I took groups of 10 uh, 
into the general manager's office, interrupting his meetings to voice our concerns. We wanted, we wanted the building to be closed down. Something simple. Uh, closed down, sanitized, be returned back to work. They refused. Um, that entire week, they gave us excuses on top of excuses. Um, the last day of the week is when they decided to quarantine me and only me. Um, not none of the employees that were exposed to my colleague for 10 hours a day. Not even the person I ride to work with every single day. They didn't even quarantine him. So that tells you right there, uh, they wanted to silence me. That's what forced me to mobilize the walkout on March 30th. Right. So just taking a step back, there's no paid sick leave in Amazon, right? As of, uh, Back then it wasn't. Now they're starting to do it. But that's, that's, that started today, actually. Yeah. Uh, I saw, what I a saw coincidence. Was, yeah. The day, of, <laughs> the day of your strike. Um, it's always something. And on top of that, you have to have a positive test confirmed, which can take weeks if you're suspected of having the virus to be able to be given quarantine and, and sick leave at home. Absolutely. Okay. So you organized the walkout, you were just telling me. Um, tell me about how that went and what the company's reaction was. Yep. Um, so March 28th is when they quarantined me. I felt defeated. I felt like I lost. I felt like, all right, they silenced me. You got me to, to stay home. But I'm a supervisor. These are my people. I spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week with these people. I consider them extended family. Um, I couldn't sit home and do nothing. You know, that'd, that'd be inhumane by itself. That's insanity to me by itself. Um, so I said, what can I do? What's my last option? And I said, you know what? Um, why not? Uh, why not just put together something that's going to be... Um, uplifting is something that's going to raise the voices of the voiceless. Um, so I mobilized a walkout using a social media platform. We created a, a, a secret private chat with some employees that worked over there during the weekend. Um, I reached out to the media. The media finally published my story. So now the media was contacting me. So everything came together at the right time. And then on Monday, March 30th, I held the walkout. Um, Two hours later, I was terminated for it. And what reason did they give you for your termination? They said that I violated uh, safety guidelines. I violated a quarantine policy, which I'd never known about. That's what they said, though. Right. Okay. Uh, that I, I violated the social uh, distance uh, guidelines, but they, they didn't exist. They, didn't, they weren't implemented until them after my termination. Um, the quarantine policy... You know, that didn't exist to us employees, especially supervisors. We're supposed to receive the policies to relay that to our employees. Um, I never received that. So for them to uh, discipline me for violating it, um, that didn't make sense to me as well. Um, I didn't have no idea about it. Never saw this policy in black and white because it didn't exist in the month of March. Um, they implemented it in the month of April after they terminated me. That's, that's the truth. So that was the end of March. Um, we're now beginning of May. This has kind of grown far beyond that warehouse in New York. And it's also encompassed some political actors and legal actions. I mean, tell me what's, what's happened since then? Well, I started a revolution. Um, that's what happened. I started a revolution. I changed the entire Amazon network. Um, because of me being terminated, they now implemented uh, temperature check-in. They now provide facial masks for the most part to some most of the buildings um, in their network now. 
Um, they're doing a bunch of cleaning now, uh, hiring third-party companies to clean these buildings uh, in between shifts. Um, that all started at, because of me. Um, but as far as the, the revolution, there's been multiple walkouts because the safety things that they're doing now, it's a little bit too late. This virus has been around for a couple months. Um, they were reactive instead of being proactive. And now you have an abundance of cases in multiple buildings and multiple locations um, all across the world, um, not just the nation, but all across the globe. And um, because of that, now we decided to form this alliance that we're doing today and speak up and uh, fight back. And um, that's exactly what you've been, uh, have been seeing and will continue to see until the company uh, makes some changes and meet our demands. In addition to organizing this action, one of the things that you've done is kind of crowdsourced official data from Amazon, it, the company itself, about how many people in its warehouses have been diagnosed positively with COVID. Can you explain how you put that together? What are the mechanics of that? Absolutely. So they weren't telling us um, in the month of March. It wasn't until I got on national TV and I exposed the fact that the company's not being transparent about how many cases we got in these buildings. That very same night after I finished that interview, we started receiving these mass texts from the company's uh, prospective sites um, or sending out texts to the employees. Thank God for the team that's been working on this. My team, um, one lady in particular, she has been keeping track of all the text messages from all the buildings um, nationwide here in the States. Um, so we put together a data spreadsheet. Um, we had multiple people uh, sending the sources from all these different buildings to one source, which is her. And she's been uh, tallying up uh, every day, day in and day out. Day out. She uh, tallied up verified sources direct messages coming from these sites. Um, we totaled up over 600 plus and over 150 buildings nationwide um, and counting. Every single day we get more texts. And um, if anybody on the team receives them, we immediately forward it to her and she, she tracks it. So this is 600 cases in 150 warehouses across the US. Absolutely, verified. Right. And endangering employees, uh, the employees, families, the wider community, and also the consumers who are sitting at home ordering from Amazon. Because we don't understand a lot about how this virus transmits. So, Absolutely. so this is the information that Amazon obviously hasn't published anywhere and would rather keep very quiet. And you've been crowdsourcing that and putting that out. Where can we find this information? Is there a thread somewhere that has all this data? Yeah, you know, actually, to be honest with you, uh, we released a heat map um, with my press release uh, two days ago, but we actually didn't release the actual documents, which uh, we're going to release soon, because we want to continue tracking this to see if, first of all, they respond to um, our actions today. But uh, as of now, if anybody wants to take a look at what's going on, they can uh, most certainly go to my Twitter handle. Uh, shut underscore down Amazon. And um, you can see what we've been tracking on. Um, I have it up there. Um, multiple people have it up there. That's on my team. If you're following them as well. Um, it's abundance of people that's uh, been retweeting it. And uh, we're going to continue to release information as it comes. But uh, yeah, she's still working on it every day. And the numbers are going up 
we want to continue tracking it until we're ready to release it to the public, and we will, um, because people have passed away. We just lost another associate two days ago um, in Oakland, California. So people have died that's worked for this company, and um, it's because of COVID-19. Let me ask you something on a more personal note. How much of this kind of activism were you into before this happened to you? Were you active in the community for these kinds of causes, worker rights? You, it's just out of necessity that uh, this suddenly happened no. and you're acting. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was just, I was actually a dedicated employee. I've been with the company since 2015, um, a supervisor for four years. I was just a concerned supervisor that care about people. Um, I put people above everything. I'm a people's person. Um, I care about people. I put people before myself. You know, I give somebody the clothes off my back if I had to. So that's just the type of person I am. I got catapulted into this position of being an organizer. Um, I even got smeared into this position of being an organizer. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I'm, I embraced this role and um, I'm learning how to organize, and I'm hoping that uh, one day uh, we'll be able to have some type of rank and file committee or union or organization uh, for the workforce of Amazon. You know, this alliance that we form maybe for all frontliners. So um, that's what I'm aiming for. I mean, you alluded to it there, but speak a little bit about, please, the Amazon's um, response all this time throughout everything that's been happening. I mean, one of the things they said correct me if I'm wrong, is they said in a, in a leaked memo that you were not smart, not articulate, and that they would try to focus all the attention on you rather than on their own failings to protect their workers. And then that memo got leaked and now that's out there. So we kind of know what they talk about unofficially. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, now we all know what type of conversations they have. You know, them to even say that um, it's just disgraceful and distasteful. Um, to to try to focus on me. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, you know, but that means that I was speaking the truth um, for them to be intimidated for a buy. I mean, um, and you know, it's never going to be Amazon versus Chris Smalls. That's what they wanted to be because they figured that'd be easier for them. But um, it's going to be Amazon versus the people. Um, today is a full display of that. Um, they have to answer to all of us. Um, so as much as they wanted to, um, it's not going to happen. I'm never going to fall for that trap. Um, and uh, it's a shame to see uh, what type of person Jeff Bezos is himself, what type of people he has around him, and the type of conversation they have. We can only imagine, you know, it's, it's, it's very sad. And um, now everybody knows the truth about him. So it's kind of like, thank you. And I mean, you were with Amazon for several years. So what kind of culture exists at that company that allows something like this to happen? Well, it's always about who you work with. You know, um, that's what makes your job better to me. Um, if your boss is, you know, an a-hole, then you, your job may be miserable, but you may need your job, so you put up with it. Um, working for Amazon, uh, three different buildings, um, I dealt with my ups and downs throughout the course of my tenure. And um, but me, I know what type of person I am. I know what I was to other people. Um, being a supervisor, um, people confided in me all the time. And for me to just walk away from them, um, that shows that I didn't care. And I couldn't do that. So uh, I tried to make everybody's job around me easier, tried to make everybody's day around me uh, easier. Um, that's all I could have done.
and now it's just on display for the world. Um, this is who I am as a person, and um, it seems to work because everybody's been uh, supportive and showing support. And um, that's all that I can do is just be me uh, and try to do the best I can to to uh, be some type of beneficial source for the employees of JFK and all over the world. Um, and that's the type of emails, uh, texts, and phone calls I've been receiving um, are very uplifting and empowering from other countries, um, from the states, from everywhere. It's just uh, we're all we all have one common goal right now. And um, I think uh, this is the time to prove that because this pandemic um, exposed a lot about how we are as, uh, you know, humans. I'd like to talk about that. So all of these actions are kind of culminating in this strike action or this walkout that you proposed today. Can you tell us a bit about how that came together and also explain how it's gone far beyond Amazon now? Right. Looking at, I think, Walmart, Target, other big home delivery corporations in the US. Explain how that came together and actually what your demands are. It's funny. We were, we were tied together from day one. Um, the same day I held my walkout on March 30th was the same day one of the subsidiaries um, went on strike as well. Um, and then another company as well, Instacart, um, went on strike as well. So we were tied together from there. Um, I didn't know anybody from the company, but um, I knew that we were fighting for the right cause, the, the same common goal. We were unprotected. Um, we were afraid of bringing this virus back home to our families and our communities. Um, so this alliance formed pretty easy. I orchestrated it. I've been holding uh, conference calls every week um, from people from all over the nation. Um, everybody's been playing their part, uh, spreading the word to get on these conference calls. Once they, uh, the word got out there that I was doing it, it spread it like wildfire. Um, everybody that wanted to speak up, joined these conference calls. Um, and we formulated this alliance. Um, we put a, we put aside our logos that we work for. We put aside the, the fact that some of us are your competitors. We put all of that aside. Um, what we got right now is bigger than all of us. Um, it's, it's about saving uh, humanity. This is life or death. Um, but we also want to keep our jobs. Um, none of us should have been retaliated against, including myself. Uh, all we were asking for was to be protected. And um, it's unfortunate that these companies feel that they have to intimidate people. And that's fine. You know, um, I'm, I got my, I lost my career, but at the same time, I'm going to continue to fight so that this never happens again to people that come uh, after me. So um, that's why uh, this alliance uh, that we formed today um, was very easy to do. Um, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. So what exactly are your, your demands? I mean, what are you all calling for? Number one, um, well, I have former employees that haven't been to work um, in over a month uh, that work for the richest man in the world, underlying their health conditions. Um, some of them are young adults, 18, 19, 20 years old. Their parents are telling them not to go to work. Um, I have associates that, that had to sleep in their cars. Um, that can't happen. So they need to be retro paid. Um, all that money, all that time that they lost, um, they should be retro paid for that. Um, all the people that have been terminated, including myself, should be reinstated, uh, offered to be reinstated. Um, PPE should be provided at all times. Um, 
there's no excuse on that. PPE means protective gear, basically masks, gloves, um, etc., which is a, a pretty basic ask for those right. frontline workers in, in sectors that are delivering to people stuck at home. Transparency and honesty from the companies at all time. How many cases are in these buildings? We want to know what we're walking into when we clock in. Um, they need to... We're not asking for identity to be exposed. We want the number of cases, the actual number. And um, yeah, just uh, take care of your employees. Ultimately, take care of your employees. If we're asking for certain things. You got all these billions of dollars. There's no reason why you can't meet simple demands. And, and that's what we want. How do you feel about this? I mean, you said before that you've been catapulted into this and you're not a, a, a typical activist. You've become one out of necessity you're, you're messing with some pretty powerful people here are you afraid no i mean uh, i i'm not afraid of nothing the only thing i fear is god and um you know that's how i look at it but uh it, it's funny you know they should be afraid of me like you said um i'm not what they say i am and um they don't know me and um i feel like the love and support that i've been receiving um it's really empowered it's really motivating and um that's all I need. I need people to this is to back me up, uh, join join the fight, uh, join forces, and um, join in solidarity. This is how we take back from capitalism. Um, these billionaires that sit home and they're safe, um, safe um, living lifestyles. They don't care about us. They don't care about our well beings. They don't care about our families. All they do is hire and fire. Um, that's their model: hire and fire. Um, but not anymore. You know, we have the opportunity right now to take that power back. Um, there's been a unbalance of power uh, within the states and possibly um, all across the world. If you're in a situation where it's not working and you're unsafe, um, this is the time. This is life or death. This pandemic is the real, the real enemy. Um, we have to take the power back because the companies will not do it for us. As many people, I think... They may have the desire to mobilize, organize, try to fight back, but they don't really know where to start. You said before you were not really an activist at all, so you didn't have connections with any of these organizations before. You didn't have media on speed dial. All of this stuff, since you were fired, you've basically just done it through social media, what, a couple of Google searches. Take us through how you've reached that uh, critical mass. Um, yeah, my life changed in like a day. 24 hours. Um, it changed in one day. I, I, I honestly didn't know how. But um, what I did was uh, I sent out emails to the media, your local media. Everybody should have some local media. Um, even small-time journalists um, that publish in the newspapers. Um, get the word out there. Get the message out there. Uh, Amazon is such a huge entity that people are going to gravitate to it just because it's Amazon. And um, over the course of the years, uh, this company had a number of controversy, um, you know, cases been swept under the rug. And people know about it. There's people out there that's been silenced by this company. And uh, I guess when I was able to get some attention drawn in a negative light against Amazon, everybody flocked to it. Um, and, and I just pretty much been that, that platform and the voice of the voiceless. Um, I say that to anybody right now, you know, if, if, if you feel like you have the courage to do it, um, you have to have that. You have to have the courage to step up.
Um, you can't you can't put one foot in and one foot out. You got to be all the way in, uh, fully committed to put your career on the line, put your neck on the line. Um, and that's what I did. I was fully committed. Um, that's just a step one. And then um, everything else should fall in place. This world got a lot smaller. Um, look at me talking to you right now. Uh, we didn't know each other a month ago. Uh, we didn't know each other a few days ago. But the world is a lot smaller now um, because of this virus. Um, people got to realize you can talk to anybody in any country right now. Um, so that's exactly what I've been doing, getting this message out there, spreading the word, spreading the truth. And when you're speaking the truth to power, um, people realize they're in the same situation. They're like, oh, yeah, I can relate to Chris Smalls. Um, I'm going through the same thing at my job. So let me reach out to him. Um, reach out to me. Reach out to anybody that's going through the same situation. Um, if, if you have a group, a small group of employees, coworkers in the same uh, location, uh, form a group. Uh, that's how you do it. Start a group, whether it's privately or publicly. Uh, you started something already. And then hopefully from there, it'll grow from there. And um, that's exactly what I did. And um, here I am today. So what would you say to people? I mean, in what, either Amazon or, or any companies across the world, that in these times of coronavirus, they're, they're working in the retail sector, home delivery, they feel that their employer is failing them too. What would you say to them if they say, well, I'd like to complain, I'd like to shout about this, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to speak out. I'm afraid I'll lose my job. I'm afraid to, to cause a fuss. It's better just to put my head down and, and hope that all of this passes. I mean, what would you say to them? Well, uh, don't be afraid because uh, this is life or death. And um, every day that passes, somebody else contracted this virus. Somebody else passes away. Um, you got to put other people before yourself. And um, also, there's ways to do it anonymously. Um, you know, speaking to the media, you don't have to give your name. I chose to do that. Um, when, when they published my article, they said, do you want to put your name in there? Are you sure? You're a supervisor. Um, I said, you know what? Why not? Um, what you know, this is life or death. I care about these people. Um, so be it. If you're if you're willing to do that, uh, so be it. Go ahead and do just that. Uh, put your name out there. But if you're not, there's ways to do it anonymously. And um, you know, hopefully it still has some type of uh, value to it. But if not, like I said, reach out to somebody who's willing to do it and support them. Um, that's all you have to do is support those who are speaking up. You're still a part of the fight just by doing that. If you're supporting uh, a consumer or an employee, if you're supporting the cause, um, you're still a part of the fight. Right. And I've already seen that there's this Reddit page where anonymous Amazon employees across uh, the U.S. and possibly beyond are saying, well, in, in my warehouse, this was right. a group of people that contracted COVID. That, in parallel with the heat map that you generated, is providing that uh, information. But all of that is anonymous, and those people are not risking risking their jobs to get that information out. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Um, well, I think that pretty much covers it. That's been really, really interesting and very motivating, I think, for, for all of us to see what you've managed to achieve with this. And it will be really exciting to see where it goes. I should remind everybody at this point, you've got Chris's Twitter handle. I'll let you give it, Chris, because there's an underscore and I might screw it up. It's... Yeah. Shut underscore down Amazon. Shut underscore down Amazon on Twitter. 
So if there's anybody out there in Amazon warehouses or any warehouse that's related to the companies that Chris is organizing the strike with, that knows of similar practices in their in their local warehouse, Chris would like to hear from you as well. And I think that pretty much uh, wraps it up. Chris, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for having me. I will let you go back to it now and, and finish the rest of your protest action today. Absolutely. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Subvert podcast. I'm Maron Kalili, and I was talking to Chris Smalls. If you'd like to get in touch, the email address is maron at subvert.org. That's M-E-H-R-A-N at S-U-B-V-R-T dot org. And the show notes are at www.subvert.org. See you next time.